Welcome to the weekly worship service from St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School in Bourbon A and Kankakee. In today's service, you will hear readings from God's Word, a message from our pastor, the Lord's Prayer, and a blessing for you and your family. But first, a few announcements about our ministry at St. Paul's. We invite you to join us for our weekly 5 p.m. Saturday worship service at our church located at 348 East Merchant Street in downtown Kankakee. We also hold weekly Sunday morning worship services at 8.30 and 11.05 at our school site, located at 1780 Career Center Road in Bourbon A. If you have any health reasons that might keep you away from in-person worship, please consider one of our alternative worship services, such as our worship page on our website, our weekly WKAN broadcast, and through our Facebook stream. You may also request an audio copy or opt for our podcast. All worship services and church information are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. The latest information on our response to the pandemic is available by clicking the COVID-19 tab at the top of the page. For more information about St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, please call the church office at 815-932-0312. And now we pray that you are blessed by the Word of God in today's worship. Lesson this morning is the 23rd Psalm. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest the table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Please stand. 
Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 13th chapter. Jesus said, The kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold all he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was thrown into the sea and gathered fish of every kind. When it was full, men drew it ashore and sat down and sorted the good into containers but threw the bad away. So it will be at the close of this age. The angels will come out and separate the evil from the, from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. In that place there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Have you understood all these things? They said to him, Yes. And he said to them, Therefore, every scribe who has been trained for the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who brings out of his treasure what is new and what is old. This is the gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. Continue with our hymn, The Lord is My Shepherd, all on one.
May God's grace, mercy, and peace be yours today in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. The text for the message comes from the Old Testament reading, Psalm 23. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, you are the Good Shepherd. Guide us as we look to your word today and lead us to the living water of your grace and mercy. Bless us with refreshment in your presence, and as we gather, may the words of my mouth, may the meditations of our hearts be acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our Maker and our Redeemer. Amen. Just as getting started here, it's been weird for four weeks, just being in the position of sitting and being a part of worship service, now being back up in the front again. Uh, so it's a little, a little weird to get used to that again. But I want to share a story that sort of sets the stage for the message today. And it was written during some uprisings in the Middle East. And uh, Ron and Joe Jones, who serve with the Christian Mission and Missionary Alliance in Israel, had a prayer letter. And this was one of the part of the communication in their prayer letter. Let me read it to you. The result of the fighting and killing has left a profound sense of discouragement that hovers over the country. Several times we have come into closer contact with this conflict than our comfort zone allowed. Yesterday a friend shared with us something she observed that was a delightful reminder of God's care for us. You see, she watched a shepherd caring for his flock near the area where the guns were being fired. Every time the shots rang out, the sheep scattered out in fright. And then the, she, the shepherd came and touched each one of them with his staff and spoke calmly to them. And the sheep settled down immediately because they trusted the shepherd. Another shot sounded and the same routine happened again. Each time the sheep needed the shepherd to orient them again and to reassure them that they were safe. And they finished. We are like those sheep and our shepherd reaches out and touches us with his staff speaking words of calm and comfort. Interesting, isn't it? I mean, I can't imagine any better description of my good shepherd than the 23rd Psalm. He is my shepherd, and I'm one of his sheep. I've often wondered why I'm so blessed, why my good shepherd chose me to be one of his sheep. I'm certainly no showcase of a specimen. In fact, a lot of times I feel that if uh, the rest of the flock knew what I was thinking sometimes, uh, they knowing me, maybe knowing what I've done, they'd send me packing. But my good shepherd, he knows it all. He knows every ugly detail. He's known all along. And yet, he still keeps searching for me. I don't think I'll ever understand why. But he decided to seek me out and to find me. And when he found me, even though I was weak and sickly, even though I was scared of him, many times when I was hostile toward him, he picked me up and made me his own. He put his mark of ownership upon me, the sign of the cross, both upon my forehead and upon my heart, to mark me as one redeemed by Christ, the fruit of crucified. And from that beautiful day on, he claimed me as his own. I belong to him completely. My head, my heart, my body, my soul, 
I am the sheep of his pasture. He is my good shepherd. How the hymn says, how happy I am. Ever since that day, I've lacked absolutely nothing. There have been times I thought I was lacking. You know, when the grass looks sort of greener on the other side of the fence, right? I shudder to think that all the time I have spent pacing up and down that fence line looking for a way, an opportunity to better my life apart from the Good Shepherd. You know, there are even times when I thought that I might have found an escape, that, that I, I'd run and leave with joy, but it wouldn't be too long before I looked around and I realized, you know that grass looks so green? It's full of thistles. And I began to see how cruel and harsh that new shepherd was on the other side of the fence. I tell you, it's a good thing the good shepherd put his mark on me. He's always come back to find me, take me home. I am his. Now I'm not the wealthiest of a sheep, nor the wisest, nor the healthiest all the time. But I know my good shepherd is watching over me. And that's all I ever need or want. And I just pray I don't forget that too soon. The Lord's my shepherd, I shall not want. But then there are also green pastures, green pastures, none greener than those of the good shepherd. Then the pastures, uh, the pastures on the other side of the fence, the neighboring pastures, well, that's rented by a tenant farmer and he lets the sheep do whatever they want, eat wherever they want. And so they rut up the ground and it overgrazed and, and soon there's nothing but weeds and mud and parasites and those poor sheep are on their way to a pitiful end and what's worse, a lot don't even realize it. The good shepherd, the good shepherd watches over us carefully. Even though we're kind of lazy, he keeps encouraging us to move on so that the pastures are always lush and green, constantly clearing away the jagged rocks and the poisonous weeds, uh, uh, protecting us from whatever might harm us. He makes sure that what we eat is pure and good for us, food that's gonna keep us healthy and strong so that we will not die, but that we will live. He makes me lie down and green pastures. You ever sat down by a gentle flowing river or stream? I have, and I tell you, the experience is very calming and soothing, isn't it? It reminds me of the peace that the Good Shepherd brings to my life. My good shepherd knows that I need fresh, clean water to live, and he leads me to springs of living water, as, as he calls it. Whoever drinks the water I give him, he says, will never thirst. And, and you know what? It, it, it's true. I mean, we sheep have a tendency to drink from anything, right? Any puddle or pool that we come across. Doesn't matter a lot of times if it's been sitting for days. It doesn't matter if the water is putrid or polluted or even filled with urine and manure. It's so easy to drink from the dead water. But we also want to satisfy our thirst for other things too, don't we? We sheep move so easily into uh, greed and drunkenness, materialism and pride. We try to satisfy our thirst for life on these things, don't we? And yet after all that, what happens? On the other side of the fence, we end up sick and diseased and sometimes dead. 
But the good shepherd lovingly warns you and me to avoid that foul water as tempting as it might be and instead leads us to the peaceful waters of his word. He leads us to the waters of our baptism and the waters of his forgiveness there with that water. That water, we find that water that is truly refreshing. The water that restores our souls and the water that gives us the eternal life that we seek. He leads me beside quiet waters. You know what else is wonderful about my good shepherd? He just sort of calms the flock down, doesn't he? I mean, because sheep, we're, we're an anxious bunch, aren't we? We jump every time the grass rustles or uh, thinking there's a wolf or some other predator there. When, when the flies and bugs pester us, we complain a lot. But as I think about it, I'm still alive. He's not allowed the wolf to get me. The flies and the bugs, they remind me how much I really need the good shepherd. And it seems that the good shepherd always has the right medicine to bring me the relief that I need. You know, there's a peace that comes with knowing that my good shepherd is watching over me. A peace that I, uh, that without that peace, I imagine I'd run myself into the ground with the stress and worry of life. Some of us have been known to do that, even with the good shepherd around. Try to figure that one out. But it's not just the outside that influences and troubles us, right? We should cause plenty of trouble for ourselves. We're maybe worried and concerned about the, the budding order, right? We, we have this desire to be the top sheep, if you will. And that desire moves us to pick fight with other people, uh, uh, sometimes doing it mercilessly, butting our heads, hurting ourselves, hurting others. And it makes the whole flock nervous. But the Good Shepherd shows us a very different way, doesn't he? He laid down his life for us. He allowed the enemy to attack and kill him in order to save us. Imagine that, the shepherd laying down his life for a bunch of silly, worthless sheep. Obviously, he didn't think they were worthless. He loved us so much that he chose to act more like a servant than a shepherd. Maybe you might be a little bit confused. How could he die and still be my good shepherd today? You see, that's the most wonderful miracle of all. My good shepherd is more powerful than death. And if he can raise himself from the dead, what in the world do I have to worry about? He restored my soul. Now I've noticed something about myself and sheep in general. I like to wander. I start thinking I know better than my good shepherd. I think that I don't need him to show me where to go. I mean, I can find the way myself. It's sort of a pride thing. It seems so exciting at first sort of set off on your own, right? Uh, and, and But how quickly this little sheep finds himself lost in the great big wilderness of the world. The prophet Isaiah wrote, we all like sheep have gone astray. Everyone has turned to his own way. That's so true, isn't it? My good shepherd knows how dangerous that kind of wandering can be, yet he's so patient and kind with me. He guides me along his paths as his ruts of righteousness, like we might call them. Those well-worn paths of the faithful, right? The paths of those who trusted God's mercy before us. Abraham and Isaac and Jacob, uh, David and the prophets and the apostles and the evangelists, the saints and martyrs of old, and, and, and I'm sure some people you know as well. You hear so many today that say that 
all paths lead to the same place. Well, in a sense, I guess we could agree. All paths that we follow by our own reason and logic, they lead to the one place, death and destruction. It's only the path of the good shepherd that leads to life. He is the way, the truth, and the life. His path is the way of the cross and the empty tomb. It's the way of repentance and faith. It's the way of confession and forgiveness. It's the way of, of daily dying to sin and rising to a new life with him. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his namesake. You know, it's important to remember that as my good shepherd leads me because as he leads me, it's not always into those comfortable meadows. Sometimes he has to lead me up to higher ground. And the only way to, uh, for us to go up is through those steep and narrow valleys. It's there in those dark valleys and, and, and it, it, it seems like uh, the enemy there is all too real. Lurking in the cliffs and the cliffs and the caves and, and prowling around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. But even at those times, there's really nothing to fear. Good Shepherd is with me. The Good Shepherd is gone this way ahead of me. He has gone through death's dark valley. He's emerged victorious on the other side with life. He knows the way through the valley of the shadow of death. He knows exactly what to expect. He, he knows how to bring me safely through. And as my Good Shepherd leads me through dark valleys, he carries two tools, his rod and his staff. His staff is crooked on one end and, and on the straight end he directs me. Uh, sometimes he hits me, keeping me on the right path. Sometimes it, it stings a little bit and yet I know it's loving discipline. The desire to keep me from tripping or maybe falling in the uneven terrain that lay just alongside the path there. With the crooked end of the staff, he, he reaches out and grabs me and pulls me back when I, get, when I get too close to the edge of the steep cliffs. The other tool is this rod, and it's, it's more like a club. He uses it to, to beat back against the wolves and the bears when they come to attack. In the shepherd's hand, that tool is as exact and deadly as a double-edged sword. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. But as I walk along this path, I get tired. How soon this journey wears me out, I get hungry and weak, and this, of course, doesn't escape the attention of the Good Shepherd, either. He nourishes me. In addition to quenching thirst with living water, he prepares a, a table for me, giving me his true body and blood to eat and drink. Meanwhile, all my enemies can do is to look on longingly while I feast. Any wounds or sores I picked up along the way are cared for by my good shepherd. The places where I have hurt others or where others have hurt me, I tell them exactly where it hurts. Confess my sin to him. I, he pours out upon me the oil of forgiveness right where it is needed. He gives me so much more than I could ever imagine or ask. He fills me to overflowing. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup runs over. But I'm not the only sheep in the flock. I know there are others. That's why you're here, right? I like seeing you all. 
when we are gathered here like this, when we have a chance to hear the word of God, the word of the good shepherd, when we have a chance to be comforted by his presence, when we have a chance to come and be cleansed by his forgiveness and be strengthened by his grace. Of course, we can't forget the good shepherd's trusty companions, sheepdogs, if you will, goodness and mercy, they follow me all the whole time. They nip at my heels, keeping me, keeping the flock together. And, and goodness and mercy are wonderfully persistent. They never let me out of their sight. When I lag behind, they bring me back into the fold. When I am threatened, they encircle me and they protect me. Even when I cannot see my good shepherd, I know that he's near because his goodness and mercy are always following me. You know, I don't know what the future holds, but I am certain of one thing. I trust the one who holds the future. I will live in the shepherd's fold forever. Surely goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. What a blessing to know life in the arms of my good shepherd. And I pray that you have that comfort and strength in his presence and love too. Amen. Please stand. And now may the peace of God that transcends all understanding guard your hearts and guard your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Your friend. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sits at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the holy Christian church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever, amen. Dear friends, go with God's blessing this day. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord look upon you with his favor and give you his peace. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this time of worship. From all of us at St. Paul's Lutheran Church and School, we thank you for listening. More worship opportunities are available on our website at stpaulslutheran.net. Just click worship at the top of the page. May God bless you and your family each and every day. And again, thank you for listening.